Dali's arrival in Paris came at a critical juncture for the leader of the Surrealist movement, André Breton, whose authoritarian style drove away many members. Known as the Pope of Surrealism, Breton's seriousness was often at odds with the playful spirit of Dada from which the group had evolved. There was always the odour of the secret society about him, one contemporary observed. He was always pronouncing new causes against everybody and everything. Breton did not, however, manage to snuff out altogether the light-hearted spirit of the previous movement. It lived on in his two lieutenants, the poets Louis Aragon and Paul Eloir. Dali fitted perfectly between these two poles, existing between Breton's stern determination to transform society and Eloir and Aragon's preference to playfully subvert it through poetics, wit and grace. The relationship between Dali and Breton was always difficult. Early on, Dali questioned Breton's sacred surrealist invention of pure psychic automatism or automatic writing, a practice that Breton placed at the very heart of surrealism. Indeed, Breton's Surrealist Manifesto of 1924 defined surrealism as pure psychic automatism, which enabled the dictation of thought free from any control by the reason and of any aesthetic or moral preoccupation. Dali, however, believed that this practice of pure psychic automatism positioned the subconscious as little more than a talent to be trotted out like a post-dinner parlour game. Why not, inquired the newcomer, use the conscious mind to channel the terrifying forces of the unconscious into more artistically controlled symbols, images and objects? But this focus on the conscious mind was anathema to Breton. As with Dada's protests against the Great War, Dali's main instrument was a profoundly serious application of the spirit of play, which acknowledged no rules or conventions. Important to Dali's process was his paranoic critical method. Dali was fascinated by the ability of those experiencing paranoia to make irrational associations. He tried to conjure within himself a sense of paranoid delirium to enable himself to make illogical connections and to be able to see multiple or ambiguous imagery. Dali said of this perceptual process, Recently, through a clearly paranoic process, I obtained the image of a woman whose position, shadows and morphology are without in any way altering or deforming her real appearance, simultaneously that of a horse. More than a creative practice of visual play, Dali's paranoic critical method was designed to undermine and question our understanding of reality itself. Dali desired to create, as he said, a mental doubt over images of reality. This process of willfully propelling himself into a paranoid delirium led him to famously declare, The only difference between me and a madman is that I'm not mad. Suddenly, by 1931, Dali found himself a profoundly influential figure. He noted that the Paris around him, as he said, was beginning to be dominated by my invisible influence. People could not make up their minds to follow me, but I had ruined their convictions. They were constantly asking me, what does that mean? What does this mean? By the following year, surrealism was already being considered as before Dali and after Dali. Although Dali and Breton would soon become bitter enemies, Breton never denied his value to the movement at this moment. 
For three or four years, he later stated, Dali incarnated the surrealist spirit, and his genius made it shine, as that could only have been done by one who had in no way participated in the often ungrateful episodes of its birth. Breton, the high priest of surrealism, became increasingly disapproving of Dali. Breton, who adhered to Marxist ideals, was scathing of Dali's unashamed self-promotion and voracious love for commercial success. He gave Dali the nickname Avida Dollars, based on an anagram of his name, which translates as Greedy for Dollars. Dali, annoyingly for Breton, happily took up the moniker. Similarly, Dali's capricious statements on race and politics were another source of contention. Outraged by Dali's obsessive interest in the Hitler phenomenon, Breton challenged him to a now-famous Surrealist meeting in February 1934. Dali attended the meeting, posing as though ailing from a temperature. Bundled in numerous layers of clothing and with a thermometer in his mouth, Dali listened to Breton's charges, only removing the thermometer to reply. As he read out a speech dismissing Breton's pontificating as irrelevant to the greater concerns of surrealism, Dali peeled off his excess garments one by one in a masterfully comic performance exquisitely calculated to ridicule and humiliate Breton, the father of surrealism. <laughs> 